Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Root of the Matter. I'm Thomas Caps. Over the past couple of years, we've all seen bare grocery store shelves, delays in shipments of goods, and, of course, higher prices in general. But other nations are experiencing more than just supply chain issues. They're experiencing complete food shortages. I recently spoke with Farm Journal Foundation Director of Government Affairs Kelsey Barnes about food insecurity and how it's a growing issue worldwide. We look at um, global food security and its overall implications. So that may be looking at the policy uh, situation and how different policies affect global food security. It's also educating at universities on agriculture and global food security and its implications. So we really try to go from the field uh, to the universities all the way up to D.C. and look at the policies to overall make sure that we are a more globe, uh, globally food secure world. So overall, food security worldwide, you were saying in, in your presentation just a little bit ago, overall outlook doesn't look too good right now, right? Right. So according to the United Nations, we are in a global food insecurity crisis, which means that there's a significant number of nations who are food insecure. And even within that, we're seeing more and more areas that are experiencing everything from famine, meaning that they have no food access at all and are going through starvation up to a more minimal level of they just don't have the income or there is a lack of food, so they're going to, to bed hungry some nights. And why is that? What, what's causing this to happen now? Right, so we've really seen a big, what we like to call a trifecta, starting with um, we have conflict, meaning the war in Ukraine has really pushed this. But also, even before that, we have COVID, which created supply chain issues. It created different input cost issues, whether it be fertilizer or fuel. And then we also have climate, meaning we've seen a lot of different weather changes in the last several years, a lot of that being uh, extreme drought. So when you take all of those different issues and you combine them just in a two years time, the amount of food production has decreased and significantly decreased in areas like on the continent of Africa or Honduras, Guatemala, which has put them into a food insecure place. So you mentioned a few of those nations. Is there certain parts of the world where this is more predominant than others? Right. Well, the continent of Africa, uh, definitely. But when you look at the Horn of Africa and the Middle East, which are two areas that significantly received grain from Ukraine. So whenever the war in Ukraine happened and the ports were cut off, they weren't able to receive those grains, which significantly increased the amount of uh, famine, but also just food insecurity in the Middle East, African area. So what, what can be done about it? I mean, I think a lot of times here in America, we, we do take it for granted that we can't just go to the grocery store and, and have all kinds of food available or restaurants and food's just so readily available for us here. Um, but what can we do here in America to help solve this problem? And even more specifically, what can Tennessee farmers do? Right. Well, in, in the U.S., we, we may not see as much of a lack of food, but we're definitely seeing food in prices uh, to increase. So it's, it's hitting our pockets, it's definitely hitting the grocery stores, so we are seeing that there. But what we could do is use this as a learning opportunity. You know, I'm really hoping that members of Congress, but leaders throughout the U.S. and the globe, look at this as a learning opportunity that we've realized that our food system, and especially in the United States, our ag system is more vulnerable than we ever thought it could be. So let's be um, 
you know, proactive when we look at policies. Let's start investing more in agriculture research, not just domestically, but development internationally. Let's create more trade opportunities so we're not reliant as much on just a few countries, but also we're not as reliant on enough on food countries when it comes to fertilizer. So I really hope that we're able to look at this as a solution. You know, for the state of Tennessee, we export a whole lot of grain. You know, uh, while I was talking today, I asked how many people planted wheat this year that haven't in the past several, and we saw several hands that are raised. So we're increasing the amount of wheat grown here. There's a lack of research that has happened in wheat in the last several years. I think that companies are seeing this as an opportunity, that now that uh, wheat's not coming out of Ukraine as much, we have the ability to grow it here. So we should invest more in, in the research on that and be even more innovative so that we're able to fill those gaps where wheat is needed in the state. And is there a fear that, that the global food insecurity could grow outside of the nations that, that you mentioned today? Is that a, a, a real thing that could happen, a real fear? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if you're on your farm and you're paying upward of 400% more for fertilizer and you compare that to a smallholder farmer who already has a number of challenges and they're not even able to afford the fertilizer or get access to it, then that makes them even more food secure. You know, we've experienced drought here. We've experienced drought internationally in a lot of those countries who are going through food insecurities. The more that, that happens, the higher the input costs go. It's difficult on U.S. farmers, but it's even more difficult on the vulnerable smallholder farmers. So, unfortunately, we do see that. Um, we do expect that to increase over 2023, especially as uh, the vulnerable food insecure nations are experiencing even more inflation, even higher inflation. Their economies are unfortunately weakening. Uh, so, you know, we, again, we really need to start. A, uh, elevating the amount of ag research and development that we're doing so that we don't see as much famine, getting them access to the inputs so that they're able to grow their own food and not rely on the United States for food aid is very important when we look into 2023 and the next year's of cycles. Any other final thoughts or anything that we've missed about this that you'd like to say? You know, I, th I just think it's really important that, and, and really appreciate Tennessee Farm Bureau getting involved in this. Like a lot of times we look at agriculture domestically, and we want to know how we are able to do things and, and get farmers access to technology and innovation more quickly, which is very important. But I'm glad to be here at the Tennessee Farm Bureau Convention, so especially talking to the young farmers and ranchers, so that we can get um, a mindset that global food security really is national security, and it impacts us just as much as it does the food insecure nation. So I appreciate Tennessee Farm Bureau taking a vested interest in this and realizing how much food insecurity around the world impacts us Tennessee farmers here at home.